When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We have hit the halfway point for season three of Enneagram and Coffee, which means two things. One, it is time for me to take a bit of a break. And two, after podcasting for two and a half years, and one and a half years of that being five days a week, the feed here is long, and there is a lot of content that you probably haven't even seen yet. So the solution to both of those problems is to re-upload some of my favorite episodes for the month of June. This month we're focusing on educational episodes, things to lay the groundwork of Enneagram knowledge so that we are all on the same page moving forward. Thank you in advance for understanding and I cannot wait to create more content for you so soon. Hello, so today we are talking about type three, the achiever. So this is part of my series where we're kind of going through each Enneagram type in detail, going through a full breakdown so that you can see yourself or potentially send this to people that you care about and see if they can see themselves in this number. So the basic desire for our type three is it is important that they are accepted and viewed as worthwhile. The basic fear is what if I'm only as worthy as what I can achieve? They have a super ego message of, I believe I will be okay as long as I am constantly achieving new things. Type threes are driven, motivated, and goal-oriented. They learned somewhere along the way that their worth is determined by what they can achieve. They tend to orient in the world with an awareness of where they stand in comparison to other people, focusing on always doing better, achieving more, and being generally enjoyed by others. Type threes are skilled at engaging with other people. It can read body language, take the temperature of a room, and get a general feeling for how they can show up to be both liked and impressive. Type threes have very high standards for themselves. Now, this is often not their own ideals that drive this. So many threes adopt their desires from society, their immediate family, or even their close friends. The focus becomes less on their personal agenda and more on what is viewed as the most successful thing to be based off of the culture they are most entrenched in. Type threes are inspiring, accomplished, capable, productive, efficient, and likely the person who makes you want to do more, be more, and dream bigger. Threes are in the feeling or the shame triad or the image triad, which means they spend a lot of time aware of how they are being perceived. It's important for type threes to be perceived as successful and admirable. Now, I think the hardest thing about being a three is the reality that there is never an endpoint to all of this striving for more. Type threes tend to operate in the world as if there's always a mountain to climb, right? There's always a next summit. 
Maybe that's a new promotion or a new career goal. Maybe that's, you know, buying that car that you always wanted, getting the house, getting the family, always looking to accomplish. And so this can lead you to constantly climbing the mountain, but never really enjoying the mountaintop. You know what I mean? Like you, you climb, you climb, you climb, you get to the top of the mountain, you look around, you're supposed to enjoy your spoils, but then over in the distance, you see another very tall mountain that you have yet to climb. And so you don't rest. You just keep going. You're like, okay, time to climb the next mountain. And you forget to stop. Make sure that you're enjoying the journey of the climb, right? Like take a break, enjoy your company. Look around you, you know, celebrate your accomplishments so far and really just enjoy the process of living instead of focusing on where you intend to be soon. So I think that that I have a lot of compassion for our type threes in that because, gosh, it must be so exhausting to constantly be looking for, you know, how to to wait, kind of prolonging your joy until you reach or accomplish the things you've set out to do. And a lot of times there's not joy waiting on the other end of that, right? Because there is that other mountaintop that's always there to climb. Now, the type three moves to type six when they're in a season of rest. So what this can look like is they become a lot less competitive, a lot less comparing. They become more honest and open and vulnerable. They become a little bit more direct and blunt. Uh, They tend to put the team first. One of my favorite three started the Rising Tide Society, and her work is this is all such good work of a three to really focus on how do we raise everybody up. Then in stress, they move to type nine. Some stress indicators for our type threes are they might start to lose themselves. They might not know what they want. They might not know what they like. You know, what do I like to eat? Where do I like to go? What do I like to do? Because they're so focused on what they want to achieve, they forget to check in with what feels good. They also can kind of get into this numb out thing that our nines can do on the low end of, of really just like zoning out, watching a lot of TV, scrolling through their phones, forgetting to engage in life. The thing that like really breaks my heart here for our threes is that when threes hit this nine slump, there's not a lot of self-acceptance on that end. Um, a lot of times threes feel like they are failing, like they abandon themselves in this moment. They feel like they need to get it together. They need to just get their act together and figure it out instead of holding the compassion for themselves to just need some rest. So to prevent or recover from stress in this situation, use the high end of a nine. So learn to really integrate that rest into your life on a regular basis. Allow yourself to have some ebbs and flows, be a human, not a work robot, and really just listen to your body, your mind, your heart, and let it have what it needs to thrive. Now, the other thing you can do as a type three is really let yourself be okay with the downtime. You know, when you go into that zone out mode, you know, ask yourself what's up, listen, approach yourself with curiosity, not from a fixing mindset, but more from an understanding mindset. How did we get here? What's going on? How can we get out of this? What do I need nourishing wise to get out of this? Not, you know, what do I need in terms of discipline to get out of this? Now, the wings that are available for our type three, the two wings that are available are type four and two. So when the two wing is dominant, you might find that the type three is much more person oriented. They value relationships intensely. They may lose themselves in work or in their social group and in what the social group deems successful in terms of work, um, they're a lot more inclined to seek approval and feedback from other people. When the four-wing is dominant, you might find that they're more inner-focused, more true to themselves, more introverted, and a little bit more distant, and much more in touch with their feelings. 
Now, there are three subtypes to every number, self-preservation, sexual, and social. Now, a self-preservation type 3 is going to be more autonomous, self-sufficient. They are the counter type of 3, so they kind of have this rejection to the vanity of a 3. A lot of times 3s want to be seen as successful. They want people to notice how much they've accomplished or they've achieved. The counter type, the self-preservation, is almost going to, they're going to want that, but they're going to reject it and kind of stuff it down. So they're going to be more likely to downplay what they've accomplished while secretly hoping someone's going to brag on them. The sexual type 3 focuses on being the best possible partner. The type 3s who say, all type 3s aren't about work, these are probably our sexual type 3s. These type 3s are focused on, you know, how do I look attractive? How do I draw in a partner? And they're very focused on kind of that visual um, achievement of being beautiful and desirable. Now, our social type threes are the most competitive of the threes. Um, They struggle the most with imposter syndrome and probably the most traditional three three that you hear about. They feel confident in leading a group. They're very focused on what they can accomplish, very aware of how they rank in terms of other people. So I'm going to run through the common mistypes for our type three and just kind of break those down for you a little bit. So type one can be mistyped for type three. Threes are actually more likely to think they are a one than vice versa. Both attempt to body an ideal. However, ones tend to be a lot more process-oriented and less production-oriented. And what I mean by that is that threes are very much like, what do I need to do to get this out into the world? And ones are more like, what do I need to do to get this right? And maybe I'll never get it out into the world because it never quite feels right. Also, ones have their image as a blind spot, whereas threes have it as a primary focus of attention. Threes are very well aware of how they're being received, how people are responding to them, if they're being liked or enjoyed. And type ones are a little bit, they kind of are unaware of that. They are more just going to do and say what they're going to do and say, and they're not totally aware of how that's being received all the time. Now, our type two is another mistype for our threes. A lot of times when you have a wing, there's easy mistype there because maybe you have one or the other wing um, that is very dominant and it can feel like you're that number. So that's where I want to remind you to go back to the basic fear, basic motivation. But also I think it's helpful to know that threes are a lot more inclined to put their emotions on hold than a type two. Type twos are very emotion first, task second, and threes are a lot more task first, people second. Type threes are more ambitious and focused on what they want than necessarily the concerns of others. So they, you might have a three wing two who is very other oriented, but at the end of the day, they're going to put their tasks ahead of the people who maybe need something from them. Now, type four is the other wing, which is also a common mistype. So type fours and threes are in this shame triad, which tends to struggle more with depression. The three sees it as a weakness that needs to be fixed. So if they're in that down slump, they, they feel like, okay, I need to work this out. I need to get out of this. Whereas a four doesn't necessarily have a problem with being in that sad place. They're very comfortable with it and kind of indulgent. Now, type threes and six can kind of have some, some similarities. And may you may see yourself in one of those. In general, though, threes are more confident and comfortable with self-promotion than sixes are. And sixes tend to be less optimistic about the future than threes do. Now, I have an episode coming out, and we're going to cover this next one, which is three and seven. But in general, I'll quickly go through this one. Threes tend to be more focused on status than enjoyment. So they're more likely to sacrifice their pleasure in favor of accomplishing something, 
Whereas sevens are a lot more likely to sacrifice accomplishment in order to preserve joy and pleasure and fulfillment in the moment. And finally, another common mistype for our threes, probably one of the most common, is type eight. So both are very direct, both can be very competitive, but threes tend to be much more like smooth and charming with their approach versus kind of the eights tend to be like very direct in their communication. I heard it described once as like a bull in a china shop. And I think that's like eights just go in, they say what they want, and they're not really concerned about how you're receiving them. Whereas threes are very aware of how they're being perceived and they want to be admired. Um, Whereas sometimes eights want to prove that they don't care at all what you think. And so that's the major difference between those two types. So hopefully this gives you like a nice, hefty, you know, a summary of what a type three is and gives you some things to think about. If you are still figuring out your type, if you just want to go deeper into the work of the Enneagram, come hang out with me in Club Enneagram. You can go to clubenneagram.com and read all about our program. It's a membership community. It's 20 bucks a month. We do a weekly Q&A. We do Wednesday wins. And you get daily journaling prompts and challenges each week for things to think about in terms of personal growth. It's so, so much fun. And I think, I think you'll like it if you like the podcast. Speaking of, if you like the podcast, please go give us a rating review in iTunes. Those five-star reviews mean so, so much to podcasters. I cannot say this enough. I know I say it every week. And if you've heard me say it multiple times, what are you waiting for? This is the time. Go take a second. Just leave a review. It really is really important to podcasters and it means the world to me. So thank you guys so much for being here, and I will see you in the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.